listening to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger, here with my co-host Tara Connolly. Hello. And Mike Connolly. Hello. And we are all sitting around the campfire, or really my, my TV. That is true, and we are doing what we said we were going to do, what we had planned on doing last week. Best laid plans, but we are here now, and yes. Oh, of Mice and Men, is that another VHS in the series? but we are watching the adventures of huckleberry finn commonly known as huck finn the incredible vhs documenting the huck finn tour and featuring angstas feffernas emil bolio crank surgeon the haters and skin crime it is happening today yeah we've truly been on an adventure with this vhs exactly we learned we, many lessons yes uh we in, discussing like the eternal viability of cdrs uh it seems that vhs again the technology has outpaced the ability to play these ancient relics this is correct as we stated the we attempted to watch it but the Technology caught up and was not working for us when we attempted it the first time. But luckily, we have a genius among us, and his a name brilliant man. is Gray Holger and is able to make this happen. So we're doing it. How excited are you guys? I am thrilled. 10 out of a possible 10. Yes, it has been so long since watching this, and this is something... Harkening back to last week's episode that Tara and I did on the early Lexington days, this VHS was one of the absolute first things I ever saw noise-wise and is my introduction to a lot of this stuff. We had it, would watch this all the time, Saturday afternoons in a similar setting just like this, surrounded by noise releases, the elusive and infamous Ross Wilbanks at his place. So it'd be me and Matt Minter and him just watching these, getting so excited, wondering who these people are, wondering who's this Bolio guy. We know he does triple R this, and he's, he's wearing a tuxedo. What is this? Who's this <laughs> crank sturgeon? You know, we were just so it, our brains were so excited to discover this world and through the, this VHS and, and the, the graininess of it and the camera moving around and all this stuff. And it's bringing me right back when just looking at this cover and mm -hmm. getting ready to hit play. And you too can watch this VHS because with the wonderful permission of Ron Lassard himself granted us the permission to post this on our Patreon. So for patrons, the extra segment today is going to be the entire Huck Finn VHS. So it will be available for patrons. So you can listen to this, watch that, maybe watch it and listen at the same time, however you, you want to do it. You can sit on a couch with your buddies and talk over it like we've done many times. Exactly. So this is really exciting. We're going to get into it. We're going to watch it, pause it, talk about it, come back, maybe put it on mute, talk about what we're seeing at the time. It's going to be a, a, a loose episode discussing Huck Finn. And we also are getting some info as we're recording from some of the members of this tour. So excited to distill some of that information out to the people. Well, guys, what do you think? Should we hit play on I'm the adventures to of chomp on this. Let's go. Let's do it.
What a way to start this off. I mean, uh, you haven't seen it in a while and you forget. You forget. Yes. Just how good it is and how much it certainly must have impacted not only us, but other people who oh. watch this in terms of a noise tour, a very diverse noise tour. And yep. it starts off with not really shenanigans, just sort of like tour stuff. Love it. Right. You're just getting a little glimpse. You see the van, you see some other stuff, but then there's some footage of Crank Sturgeon. Right away. Performing at the knitting factory and silver looking fish head space bag kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. He's got a piece of wood strapped to his bare foot and is stomping <laughs> it. And he brings out a like a double two liter hourglass thing that he's holding up to the crowd. I thought that that remember you used to get those in cereal boxes. They were tornadoes and you would connect two two liters together and you turn it upside down and it would make a tornado in a two liter bottle. I specifically remember that being whatever Tony the Tiger, that cereal, it was in that cereal. Uh, am I the only, I'm the only one who remember you guys are looking at me like I'm, no, a, I'm a nut job. I if it was Wheaties. What job? Is that? Some flake, corn, corn some, flakes? <laughs> some, flake of some sort. I don't know. I'm what it not, is. I can't necessarily place it. I gotta say, really. Oh yeah, and then they had like a floating Tony the Tiger who would like spin around in the tornado bottle. So I assume that's what that was. And it, how exciting is it? Because like immediately, it's just like this takes you back to like the the personalities, the fun, oh, yeah. yep. the parking of the goddamn van, the getting to a venue, and then just the first time seeing Crank, you're just like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, just try. He's topless. He's got his shorts on. He has all these devices all over him, and you can't tell what they are because they're so obscured by the VHS. I'm so glad you said it was silver because I thought it was a black trash bag with trash support bag system too. inside. I, who knows with cranky and like a, a microphone? I it is wild and, and it's so fun. And immediately, too, classic noise mishap happens where his stuff gets unplugged. Right? Know, like immediately. I know. Like I how many times? I love that that's kept in there. And you know, we we pause it after the the bolio performance and i and i don't recall it well we're gonna find out because we're gonna continue mm -hmm. but this would be the show that pat told us where mark showed up halfway during the set <laughs> oh my god it is. i don't it think is. is i don't think their set from the knitting factory is on here but i love knowing that we have that history and then having all you know been to and played the knitting factory it's just so funny to see and i guess this would i don't know if this this wasn't wouldn't have been in the main room it doesn't look like but maybe it was it looked pretty big it looks huge it, big. it feels like some of the footage is shot from the mezzanine which yeah would there's be a balcony oh, yeah, yeah like maybe it is the main room but yeah so the crank says fantastic and then you get bolio and all of us just began to beam <laughs> with happiness well look my second hive mind show was with emil bolio uh, at Logger House in Detroit, I want to say. Very memorable for me. Uh, getting to play with Ron was like a truly exciting thing. This took me back to seeing Ron come through in the early days and thinking of all the times like he played in Michigan and played at Green Door and all this stuff and thinking of how we haven't seen Ron play in, in over 15 it's years. It's criminal that newer generations of noisers have been kept from seeing Ron perform because it felt like a while a while there you'd see him every three months. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. It, especially when he was touring so much, you know, came through with Dom, came through with sickness, came through with so many different people. And then seeing him it, yeah, it was truly one of the great eras for us, how many times we got to see him. And seeing this now, I remember how excited we were. Again, we knew that he ran Triple R, we knew that, but that was the extent we didn't really understand exactly. We just didn't understand how anything really worked. Yeah, the expanse of his catalog, his distribution, yeah. we, like everything we that did, went into it, we I didn't mean, understand. Well, yeah, especially at when we were discovering this because we were so isolated, myself and Ross and Minter, we were so isolated that it just it felt like we were tapped into the secret world, which we were and we still are. But at that time, this was so fresh and young and so fresh and young that, in fact, I had no idea what lyrics he was doing. So during this <laughs> set and tour, he 
will perform his noise and then the the he'll stop it and then so he starts doing a couple Hendrix does uh, yeah. lyrics right mm-hmm. and then he stops walks to the front of the stage and starts you know you don't have to say please <laughs> get down on your knees you won't like it no <laughs> I did not know that that wow. was what would become my all-time favorite band, White House. So I thought those that was just him. I didn't yeah. know that, those, yeah. that that was lyrics or anything. When I finally heard, which was maybe a year or two later. Did it blow your mind? When I heard it, yes. I lost my shit because I was like, oh my God, he was doing White House. Like It, it was immediate when I yes. first heard, yes. you don't have to say please. The there was my only thing. I was like, it was this moment of brain explosion of like, oh my god, that he is was doing White great. House, and I had no idea. And watching it now is even better. It's incredible when he does. That. I am so happy about the bow tie. I think the first time I saw uh, Bolio was in a yoga studio in Lexington. I'm almost positive. Yeah, that would make sense. And and he was wearing a a long skinny tie. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, yeah, yes. And yeah. and I think a a cardigan. The great the cardigan era. And the yes. pink tie. Yeah, you got and, it. Yeah. That was uh, amazing. And so that was fantastic. And to see him in such an intimate setting, it just again the first time you see it, it's just it's a treat every time. But it, but like trying to contextualize what you're seeing and what's happening before you, like the the perfect push and pull between the the politeness, the rigidity. And what I love about his performance here at the Knitting Factory is his, is he's playing to the entire crowd, you yeah. know, the entire time. He's he's doing the nod and the folding of the hands, but to every aspect of the crowd, just like, it's like he had just taken a public speaking class and was using <laughs> yes, it in his yes, performance, yes. but in a very obvious way. And, and I really, it just infuses you with so much fun. And watching both of these performances, you just kind of, remember like the audience participation portions, right? Like how much fun you're having. Like it's okay to yell out at people and just the knowingness of everything. Absolutely. I had a funny thought during this, which first off, Ron is, is the consummate performer. He is, Oh my God. He's perfect. He's playing to the crowd in so many different ways. And the performance is like, it's a meta in a way. And Mm -hmm. it's full of the juxtaposition of, noise with his serious and overly friendly and exaggerated presentation of it. Eye contact with everybody in the room. It's professionalism. And, you know, when we talked to Andy Ortman, I talked about kind of remembering a time where costume noise was uh, a little bit divisive and, or at least something people thought of. Mm-hmm. And then you see Crank Sturgeon in his getup and I don't ever think of it as costume for some reason. Cause it's part in such it's just him. It's integral. what he yeah. looks like. And then you see Ron in his tuxedo, yeah. which is also a costume. And, and, and we're going to see GX <laughs> shortly with mm-hmm. the, with the masks yeah. and the hoods. Yeah. And so it just becomes part of the person. It's part of the presentation when it's done so well and integrated to the performance that you're expecting it. It doesn't seem like a gimmick or it doesn't right. read as anything other than another piece of this great performance puzzle. Absolutely. Well, guys, I think we should continue watching Huck Finn and get back and tell the people where we're at, what we're thinking and how excited we are. What do you guys say? I'm amped. I'm loving this. Let's do it. just keeps getting better doesn't it oh it's so great and just remembering seeing this the way i felt back then seeing this and we did get some haters on this section guys we did in fact get the haters 
Drunk on Decay era, right? Funnel sandpaper. First performance is a ladder. Yes. Held, uh, uh, the funnel is on a ladder. Held by two haters. And then the second performance was a wheelbarrow held by two haters. And with a funnel suspended there. When we talked to Crank a while back, he said that was one of the stipulations for him being on the tour is that he had to be a hater. So I believe that's him and Chris Cooper. I believe they were both. Well, you can tell Crank is his barefoot. Well, yes. He can recognize they, those feet anywhere. And they have the they have the wrestling masks on and GX has the the hood on with the one eye. This is just so incredible. And again, I really remember GX being so mysterious mm-hmm. and dark when first watching this, first hearing Drunk and Decay, first hearing Mind the Gap and his writing. And again, you know, the the, the mystery and obviously the, you know, we do a weekly podcast diving into all this stuff. So some of that mystery obviously gets flittered away as the years go on, but remembering that time when things were so mysterious, I can put myself back in that frame of mind quite Mm -hmm. easily. And I am right now watching this. Absolutely. I understand what you mean by the, the mystery and, and how, What's the word I'm looking for? Esoteric GX seemed it was and the haters. It was almost impenetrable of like, what are these sounds and and why does it sound good? I remember hearing mind the gap for the first time and like it's he's staple gunning records. Why does it sound amazing? Like it's you're the process is described for you or visually presented in the art or the you know photos of the release and still as obvious as it's been made, we're seeing what's going on here. It still has this like this air of mystery, this obfuscation to it, this sense of wonder you get from watching it that, yeah, it's plainly presented, but it's still so confusing because the ideas behind it are so grand. Well, they're absurd in their own way. Like Jax's conceptualization is so complete and he frames it to the point that you're like, oh, this makes absolute sense. Just like every time I thought about the polywave and you're like, oh, this makes absolute sense. But then, you know, the more you try to pull at it, you're like, wow, this is totally doesn't make sense. But it does. And just because it's it's just framed so concretely. And I think that's that's so beautiful and about these performances, just imagine, I always think about just like Mark walking in halfway through a set. And then you see this, you see people holding up a funnel and sanding it away and standing there nearly motionless. Like what, what would you think? And that's kind of always, you know, what's in your mind with these sets is like, if you just walked in on this and you had no idea about it, like what would you think? Yeah. Like back when we first saw this or or, or these, those early days of that wonder and mystery and excitement. And we were discussing too, that we ex- have experienced the haters' entropy in that we did an episode with GX on Winlick Dirt, and pr- prior to the episode, we all played the all versions of Winlick Dirt, and it's recorded at the beginning of the episode. And I know that I saw it in print that that was marked as a performance, and that myself, Tara, and Gray for that performance were part of the haters it was absolutely documented i know that i saw it it's been eroded through reality it has been eroded entropy has happened and it is now it's not in the book anymore it was in the book i know it well it ground its way out i think it ground its way out of the book it's not listed anywhere licked it clean because i remember how excited i was that it is it was in writing concrete and now it is no longer there even Entro- more excited now. Entropy has happened. We have experienced the haters in full. So really exciting to revisit this era and the performances. And even you, we got a quick glimpse of GX outside of the van during this section. It's just so great know, to see. I know, it's so right? cute. I loved it. I know. <laughs> with, yeah. with a car yeah. crash, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That, so again, so perfect. A bus crash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. A bus crash. And then we saw a performance by... Angst Hasi Fefernasi. You got Angst, it. Angst Hazy Fefernasi. I've always said Angst Hasi Fefernasi. <laughs> I know, but and I don't I, you know, even know. I'm questioning know. everything at this point. The most rotten prepared guitar. <laughs> He's this is drunk. Ridiculous. There's a, uh, who knows, a butter knife, a, uh, it seems like a tape head on a wand that's being played against the spring. 
the strings. And a slinky. A slinky. And a very, very loose pickup. I don't know if the pickup is from that particular guitar. Yeah, we also see Crank with a guitar at a point yeah. in the video, too. There's a there's a second Crank performance that we didn't uh, mention either, like kind of a short one, right? Yes, and you, uh, we... Uh, it's a trash bag. It is a trash bag. Uh, I was yeah. wrong. It, it is a structured trash bag. In the uh, footage from the knitting factory, maybe the lighting, the wonderful handheld camcorder to VHS <laughs> dub quality now viewed on a modern TV. Who knows what kind of mysteries happen there? And so it, is, it, it does very much appear to be a trash bag. Yes. And, yes. And I, I got to really appreciate that wooden block upon the foot. So yes. uh, he's a one man band. I mean, truly, it does make me think of. A one man. I mean, band. two guitars on the tour. That's a it's, wild. It's just a rock and roll ah, look tour. At that. Speaking of guitars, With a lot of free I, foot content. Two guitars. Yes, yeah. VHS has it all. Yeah. I got a new favorite air guitarist, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and and Ron might be my favorite air guitarist and drummer at this point. Well, I'll tell you, he's definitely my favorite sound poet because yeah. this section that we just watched features the sound poetry section of the Bolio set. The rock of the baby. Rock of the baby. Yeah. And I was staying while watching this that I don't know if I could actually put on a sound poetry record in 2023, but I could put on Ron's performance any day of any the week. Day any week. day of the week. <laughs> that is fantastic. Fan. You know, we haven't even seen skin crime yet on the on the VHS. That's a little ridiculous. It is a little ridiculous. I have a very strong memory of the skin crime set and I, we do have some info on that set, but we're going to get to it once we watch it. But it looked like when we paused it, we got a little more bolio. And the way this VHS is done and edited, actually Pat s says he still has the full raw 8 hours of no. it, but that Ron put it together. So it so wow. it's edited in that way where the knitting factory drive is clear because it's the signs behind mm -hmm. there. They announce when they're in Philly for the Philly, but then after that things start getting cut up. So it's unclear exactly where and when some of these sets are just the nature of the way this. Yeah. VHS and even happens. when they're showing, they're showing the VHS footage of the different scenery from the towns. I mean, it's mostly crank spinning around in circles, so you can't really <laughs> yeah. tell exactly what's going on or like moving through a car and you're like, Oh, that's New York. That's, I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's great. So it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, so it's great. The way, again, the mystery remains as far as, unclear as to the different shows exactly and the, the crackling setup. raw microphone like you're wondering if like crank is filming and like putting it out the window so the he's microphone's jamming. getting hit there's, or if he's like tapping on it yeah there's accompaniment to a lot of the yeah b-roll scenery establishing shot yeah stuff in here that's like crank chewing on a contact mic or, <laughs> or playing with a device it's it's pretty cool to watch it's not just the sets but there's noise in between the sort of hangout behind the scenes tour well, diary footage too. And that was such a huge influence watching this now reminds me what a huge influence this was on us for touring mm -hmm. and how you tour and just the attitude you have in tour and, and the, the ridiculousness of touring. And even at that time, the ridiculousness of bringing this stuff to a club or the whatnot. Factory. Yeah. 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 Huge. Uh, it's a big place. And yeah. uh, this show there's definitely people there. It doesn't feel like it's empty, but it, it just was not. Right. Like, yeah. Packed. So, yeah. So, and again, that thing of like, not, you know, who, if one person's there, it's worth doing the show, that feeling really bringing me back watching this. So let's see what, uh, what Bolio's doing and see what else we find on the adventures of Huckleberry Finn.
Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. We just finished watching a fantastic skin crime set, totally enveloping, lit by candlelight in near total darkness with just the light from the camera on it. Otherwise, fully immersive as we had discussed with Pat and Mark, the direction skin crime was heading up to the self-titled LP that we just did an episode on. And they were saying they were playing this kind of stuff. And I was trying to think and listening to some of the live discs and the stuff in the box set. And just thinking about that time. It still didn't quite connect. Maybe the discs feel louder, but it's also partly in the mixing, I think of the self-titled LP, but here, those elements are all present. This is total darkness, creeper, atmospheric skin crime. This is the same iteration of skin crime that I've seen, you know, even a few years ago. Like we need to turn mentality. the lights on. I'm scared. Absolutely. It's a very eerie set. And Gray, you're totally right. This, seeing this now and having heard what Pat said, it's it, wow. It totally is the trajectory that they were taking. And according to Pat, this set is the set from the relapse house and those candles were left over from Mortician, who had played a few nights before. Wow. So how cool Amazing. is that playing Amazing. with Mortician candles? Mm -hmm. And it fits. And even... Would have liked to have seen both gigs, yes, to be fair. Absolutely. I'd really like to have seen both of absolutely. those shows. Absolutely. And the way this is set up, and like you said, the candles are the only light in the room, and then there's the light from the camcorder. But it has the Texas Chainsaw feel where when the light yes. hits something and it's just the metal yes. and the scraping. It truly is scary. Like, there, like I'm not even, there's no, I'm not yeah, it's being sonically ominous and the way that this is shot is really um, unnerving it's at times. Very unnerving. It's great. It matches the horror of the sounds. And, and yeah. it, it yeah. does seem as though Crank is filming this because... You get a lot of gear shots and they're very exciting gear shots. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah, like like Pat said, Crank filmed most of this except for obviously when mm -hmm. when he was playing. So, and the moving around, you never really get a glimpse of their faces. You can tell which one's Pat at a certain point. It mm -hmm. does pan up and you see his hair, but I I was trying to see to get a good shot of Mark and we never did. Now there is a guitar here as well, but it seems that it is the same guitar that Chris Cooper. Oh, maybe mm -hmm. it's Chris Cooper. Cause he said Chris Cooper played. Oh, that's right. It oh, might hey. actually yeah, so be go. Chris Cooper. He said, yes. He said Chris Cooper played a, a, a yeah, good amount of times. Yeah. Cause they have that distinctive blotch on it. Yes. On this tour. So that, so the guitar part is probably Chris. So I still never got a good glimpse of what Mark was doing oh, at yeah. this time. So and bowing that metal and bowing the yeah. guitar and different types of metal. I mean, truly, truly eerie, creepy, like death, death set. And yes. it's so fucking good. I really love it. And Gray, you were excited about the pedals that what was there? A parametric digital turbo and a multi grunge pedal. Is that what you were he's saying? Got the, he's got the multi grunge there. The, I can't remember saying? the exact model number, but it's the, the like larger foot, pedal bay that has Damn. multiple grunge pedals in it and it's uh yeah it's up there with uh i shouldn't even mention the with the grunge amp on like things i'm always oh well, yeah for. you know gotta keep some things behind you don't want don't want to <laughs> well, it makes much, sense right? then that godzilla was you know kind of overseeing the operations so of the grunge. entire set yes just making sure that enough destruction was happening i think if enough destruction wasn't happening during the set godzilla was gonna like step in and just like go go nuts yeah you see a glimpse of a godzilla figure at one point and knowing Pat's love of Godzilla and that era of Japanese movies and TV, it, it all fully comes together and makes sense. And yeah, this is, I remember that being one of my favorite parts of the VHS back mm -hmm. then. I mean, look, we, I mean, as that? we've stated, skin crime is factually the the greatest noise band. That's that's, it's not like a, an opinion based thing. Mm -hmm. It is a, an yeah. actual fact. And I remember that set blowing me away. I remember the darkness and to, I feel it's even darker now. You stand by it. that first opinion yes. that you had over the set. I, I absolutely agree. And, and for me, also the like the strange light on their hands plays a factor, and and the the kind of long nails, which you know work for like tapping on strings and cans yeah. and such. But it really, really just has this 
a hundred percent creep vibe in this, and it's fantastic. And then it cuts right to a much more brightly lit Crank Sturgeon performance, which it focuses on the candle for a while, a single mm-hmm. candle, and then cuts quickly to a brighter performance to take you into a new direction. And that is the direction we are about to enter. Sturgeon volunteer fire department. And where is it? We're going to go to the fire department. Okay. Sturgeon VFW all. Excellent. Cool. All right. We got that. Yeah. Sturgeon Volunteer Fire Department. Gorgeous. Wow. Uh, we want to go to the Sturgeon Post Office so we can get Sturgeon. I'm right there. Let's see if we can find a little, like, just, you know, farm. Like a Where the Hell is Sturgeon, Pennsylvania t-shirt or something yeah. like that. So cool. We just ended 15 minutes of The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn dedicated to Sturgeon, Pennsylvania. This was amazing. I remember <laughs> this. I have a definitely new appreciation of this segment, knowing most of... Oh, actually... Everyone involved, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so knowing everyone involved and they're seeing Crank's excitement about yes. being in Sturgeon, PA. So Genuine excitement. For if you haven't seen this or, or are going to watch this after the episode, this segment, they end up in a town called Sturgeon, PA. And you can see the utter happiness that comes over Crank during this segment. It is actually wild to see he's so lit up and happy to be there photos next to sturgeon bingo mm-hmm. the sturgeon volunteer fire department the they go to the sturgeon united states postal service office what a and, joy seeing them all in the post office together uh gx is examining the p.o box like doors you know yes, <laughs> yes. Total. everybody so everybody's just everyone's like, doing their perfect thing and they all came into the post office it's they're not like they're like just there. let just let him go in and like walk around no 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 no. they talk to the postmaster they like walk around everybody's examining what they do mark's right up in the front giving out the charm i love it so much this is just like a perfect scene 15 minutes well spent it, it really it's you're not seeing any noise footage they're not jamming there's none of that this is some guys on tour in a van having fun at a weird location with a funny name in a small town that happens to relate to crank sturgeon and it doesn't drag at all it's just a fun time part of the film you feel like you're there you're just hanging out with them goofing around and you do really see everybody's personality. Like it really is like, okay, GX is doing the GX thing. Mark's being Mark when they're driving around and Ron's kind of giving directions to yeah. where to yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. He's like, do it. Pat's hanging out in the back. Pat's in the back reading <laughs> He's something. He's reading out a book yeah. or something. <laughs> it's comic. so much fun. And then we're talking about getting something hand canceled. I don't know if it's because they want the, the, the stamp. stamp on it from, uh, from Sturgeon, Pennsylvania. They joke about crank getting a PO box. there. That would have been amazing. That would have been <laughs> so amazing. But I love yeah, and I, I, I wonder if GX. Oh, I, I wonder if he got a stamp, or or if he's the one who knew how to the hand cancel. Right, exactly. It, it feels like GX understood that. Oh yeah, Ron would too. Ron, yeah. You know, it's this is that thing where you think of on tour and people are like, "Oh, you were and so and so place. Did you go to here? Did you go sightseeing? Did you go to this event?" It's like, no, I went in and I parked my car and I loaded it and played a show and did this, but. To see them be able to do something like this. But we used to do stuff like that in tour, yeah. especially in the early tours. And in fact, after last week's episode and people saw the pictures that we had posted, mm-hmm. Gary sent me a picture of he and I outside a sign for Lumberton, North Carolina. That's right. Which we all I know Lumberton that. being, of course, Blue Velvet. And mm-hmm. I remember we specifically yes. pulled off to go into Lumberton, North Carolina. And 
that's the sort of thing we did used to do and in those early days. you called me afterwards. You were so excited. We went to Lumberton. Yeah, we're going we're to do it. And with, there was a picture of us in front of a sign for Lumberton. He sent it to me after mm-hmm. that episode. When Gary sent you that picture, did he also send just the words, why do people like Frank and Chase? <laughs> you say that we, we will, we will definitely like send that to each other or lines from Blue Velvet. <laughs> yeah, but it does remind me of used to do that stuff yes. when we were on tour it's, it's definitely something we stopped doing at a certain point and it was more about getting to the venue getting parked going mm-hmm. to a bar and that was that but we did used to have the sense of adventure on tour for sure and i'm they, so glad and they seeing did this. this makes me think it certainly was a an inspiration to do that sort of thing when we went on tour like go to the weird town why not you're there you know, so and thinking about doing it then, you know, with just getting directions from somebody. Yeah, you you pull I was off thinking somewhere, about you the might entire not know time. how to get out of there. Oh, just reading a map <laughs> to go there. Like maybe hey, maybe they had the triple A trip tick or something, but I doubt it. I'm sure they were reading at maps. The, the almanac <laughs> yeah. there. And they're deciding, like, you know, Sturgeon, Pennsylvania is not far out of the way. <laughs> I would trust any of these guys. Yeah, with, absolutely. You know, because it's just back in the day. They mm. knew how to do it. I would trust Ron with a, a, with a big roadmap to guide us right. And, yeah, this, this part filled us. This entire VHS is filling us with excitement, inspiration, and joy. And that segment especially did. 10 out of 10. This whole video so 100%. far. 100%. We're, we're halfway... We're two thirds of the way through the video and it's still a joyous affair. The sets are killer. The hangouts are killer. Uh, it's filling me with joy and I want to, I kind of want to climb in a van with some friends. I oh, man, I do. Careful and everybody. Oh, <laughs> look, I'm not buying the van this time. I'm so I'm sick of those vans. vans. I'm done buying van. We did three and out. I'm out. And, and actually I, we were, we were passionate and we know that, Pat and Mark told us about the van that's on this tour. It wasn't the, this is not the rent a rec van, but in this the suspension moment is garbage in this van. It's, yeah. You can hear that old right. school van. <laughs> you will hear it when you watch this video. But yeah, I don't remember, but I, you know what I'm getting excited about? Uh, honestly, is Sturgeon's like, there's a, I know a, a show that features Sturgeon's heavily. Mike, we're going to watch it later. I mean, I I'm think very excited I about think Sturgeon's. a Tara crank a heavy podcast just on fish. Sturgeon's. I would love that. Might need to be. I get uh, very excited about Sturgeon's. That might need to come to reality and it might actually be a very feasible reality <laughs> in the near future. Perfect. But we'll see Sold. about that. Let's get back into it. It looks like we're about to watch some more Bolio. Let's do it. So we've seen the haters now move from a mere ladder up to a wheelbarrow, up to a bicycle. And now we get to see a full on dirt bike, baby motorcycle of sorts as as things escalate. It's fantastic. It's incredible. And the highlight so far is has to be the skin crime set from Detroit. The gold dollar. We got confirmation from Pat that that is where that set was from. Oh my God. It is so evil. Incredible. I got to see a lot of shows at the gold dollar before it closed. Oh, a lot. I mean, in the time, you know, it seemed like a place to be going in the time before it stopped having shows and then shut down. Again, wish I would have seen this one. There was a, 
when Delaway and I lived together, there was a poster for that show in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, Amazing. One of the flyers yeah. or, you know, tour yep. posters. And it's so cool to see footage from back then, but you can't really see any of it for skin crime. It is as dark as the other performance, just nothing, almost no light. Scrap metal, the triple grunge, the flashlight in Mark Jameson's mouth for chunks of it. Yeah. Perchance. And what's so great is since they obviously utilize the stage, the sheet metal's hanging. Oh, it's so, so cool. So it looks so evil. And Mark's standing and, and utilizing the sheet metal on the chains and Pat's hunched over doing his thing. And it just adds to this absolutely menacing set. This is, oh my God, this is incredible. Yeah, that limited vision, the strobe light, and then every now and then Mark the reaches strobe. over and like punches the sheet metal and gets it going. And oh my God, what a set. This is, fantastic. I absolutely love it. And, you know, Mark does another thing that I know you're a fan of, Mike. I think, Gray, you're a fan. And that's uh, that's, that's shorts and boots. Well, Pat, gotta, no, Pat as well. Yeah, I look. Pat as well. You got to have the shorts and boots. I never got over shorts and combat boots. I thought it was great back then. Yeah, I thought shoes. it was great when I was 13. You wear them with and whatever you got. in the summer now, I'm going to wear shorts and combat boots. I still think it's great. You wear them to the beach, Mike. I know. I don't know if any of you <laughs> wonderful people listening have ever been it. to the beach with us, but Mike does have a pair of sandy boots that he wears to the beach. I did not get over it. And also, you get this great quick glimpse of Pat outside a house in suburban Michigan that's it's so great because <laughs> so it looks good. like he's about to say something that it cuts and size. something about that is yeah. perfect. Yeah. There's just a breath and then a cut. It's really good. And feeling the, <laughs> feeling the Detroit vibes reminds me of the house I used to live in before I moved out to LA. Actually the, that neighborhoody mm-hmm. feel and a yard. Oh my God. A yard. I don't know. You like, know, we like, I miss our Dearborn, yard. you know, like, yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> reminded our us. funky home that, Whenever we went to dig something up, because I like to plant things, we discovered there was a brick road under our backyard. So I just dug up a brick. So then we had a brick patio. Yeah, yeah we, we literally made a patio in our yeah, backyard. Just by removing grass. There was not because one. Because they made just it. put yeah. grass on top of <laughs> yeah. a bunch of, of a brick road. And there was a lamppost in the middle of our backyard. If you've seen clay rendering things, that lamppost was literally in the middle of our backyard because apparently it was a, a bricked road at some point and then grass grew over it. We see Crank Sturgeon set in Detroit with someone else, and we're trying oh, to get confirmation know. about who that second person is. I know we've reached out to Crank right now. We're with w- someone else, but without pants. Mr. Yeah, exactly, no Pants. Exactly. So we're not sure who that is, but we're going to see if we can get that confirmation before we stop recording. But There's man. also a little bit of bolio at the beginning there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's the mashup. This was the longest skin crime section. Yeah. And definitely, I mean, for sure, my favorite part, as well as the candle set. And this is just incredible. I certainly love the hot Minotoli action we get from Ron. Uh, we get to see all of those arms in use. And so that is is very, very exciting. I'm told Ron edited this together. Is yes. The, yeah. The thought we have based on uh, information we've been given. And I'll say Ron, if he edited this, did it just a stroke of genius in his editing, at least for the Bolio, every clip of his performance we've seen has been a different facet. Yes. Yeah, the different really style. Getting the yeah. whole Bolio picture where it's not, you're not seeing repetition from earlier in the video. Every time he's showing something, it's a different aspect of his performance. And maybe he was doing all of that type of stuff, the entire tour as a full set, but we don't get to see that. We see snippet here, snippet here, snippet there. And it's all comes together to paint this picture of what it is he does. And it's really cool. Absolutely. I think with all the sets too, Ankh's Haas, yes. there's sets get, the sets get fuller mm-hmm. and harsher. And obviously with GX, the, what is holding the funnel continues to change. And then with skin crime, it just keeps extending and it keeps getting more incredible. Mm-hmm. And, and I like the, the Ankh's Haas bowl. Yeah, that's I'm great, bowl. right? Sounds great on the guitar. Totally. All right, I'm, I'm a little annoyed by the number of metal bowls that we own that I've never used one for recording. Well, it sounds like we're going to have to do that. Well, we're nearing the end of this VHS. Sadly. So let's go finish up and give our final thoughts. And again, 
for the patrons pop on over and this entire VHS is going to be on our Patreon. Thanks to the permission of Ron Lassard. So love you, Ron and patrons. Absolutely. All right, let's finish this up and give our final thoughts after we are done. Would anybody like a free email folio cassette? I would. I know. I know. Well, gentlemen, right here. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you very much. Hey, buddy, I'll take it. Who would like this free email? The Great American Noise Tour comes to an end in a fitting fashion. Well, first, first we see Angsthaus Pfeffernaz performing rather frantically yes. on that guitar. Mm-hmm. And then we see Bolio, but we actually don't see a performance. In fact, I'm curious if he even performed. He must have. He's it, generous with that velvet touch, you know. Anything that Emil Bolio is doing is a performance anyway. But here he goes out off the stage and stands in front of the crowd. And offers out free Emil Bolio cassette tapes to anyone who asks one at a time, offering each one individually and then throwing it into the audience. It's a joy to watch. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And we believe that's Chicago because it was the last stop of the tour. And he's about to perform what he says is the first song he ever wrote, That Velvet Touch which is the first Bolio 7-inch. We did an episode on it mm-hmm. on the Patreon sure back in the midst of time. It's so amazing to see. And yeah, with the transmission, it just ends with the transmission fluid coming out of the van. The van <laughs> oh. broke down and they're being towed. In the van. Being in the van. In the van. They're in the sitting van. in the van being towed. See, which it's is, good uh, that we saw that because we were just discussing no, no. getting our van and going on tour again. So that's our reminder that the van always breaks down. Well, when you buy a $300 van, it's we already broken down. an $800 oh, van. Oh, wow, really? We bought a $1,300 van. Uh, yeah. I don't think we ever paid a mere 300 but but pretty close, fairly close on some occasions. I love the way this comes to an end and wow, it really, really was incredible watching this today and remembering the first time watching it, remember the feelings of watching it and just still holding on to that excitement. It it doesn't fade. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, it is just exciting to see this, to feel like you're in the van with this gang of noise miscreants to experience all those things and think about times we've had that mirror these, right? Like that's the other thing this conjures up is not only the inspiration to get on the road, to get in the van, to go play some shows for people you don't know. Also the, the experiences and the relatability and this sort of things that triggers in you of remembering those actual experiences you had because of this video, because of these sort of important things in our lives that make us, change question whatever you know no one's gone on tour until they've gone on tour right it's the same kind of thing like you don't know what it is until you've done it and then you do it again you do it again and you start to learn it like you said you maybe stop stopping at the funny rest stops because right. you, you've got somewhere to be and you've already done that five tours ago or for the last five tours and now it's time to just get on with business but this is such a magical little endeavor that they went on and together legendary projects now just casting out and trying to play some shows and get the names out there and maybe get some new fans, throw some cassettes at some fans. <sighs> I love that style. Just have a plastic bag full of cassettes with your name on it and make them request it. That's fantastic. I love it. This was so great. This was so awesome watching this and please everyone check it out. Get 
reinvigorated and inspired by watching this. And there's more, you know, there's Moby Dick, there's Red Badge of Courage. So like we have Connelly's looking at my VHS. We all here. turn. Yeah. There's so many noise VHSs, and we've done a handful, but I'm sure we'll Look do more. Look at all more. those we could do right there. I know. I'm sure we'll do more <laughs> as the years go on. But this one in particular was special, and I'm glad we waited till now to do it. It something about it feels really special right now and i am invigorated thinking about the adventures of huckleberry finn what about you tara oh i'm just thrilled i'm i'm very excited this did not disappoint it is as fresh and wonderful and exciting as it was the first time absolutely agreed all right well if you haven't done so already pop over to the patreon and watch adventures of huckleberry finn and listen to Angsthaus Pfeffernas. Listen to the haters. Listen to Bolio. Listen to Crank Sturgeon. And listen to Skin Crime. The Great American Noise Tour comes to a fitting end. Indeed. You have been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 20 years, by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.